the whole thing. So, all right, you guys, uh, welcome back to Cross Up Mountain Allen in the Forge uh, podcast. I'm your host, Cody. Uh, today, we're actually talking to one of our members, Sylvia, for a year in review podcast. So, we're, I'm excited to get into this and share her story a little bit. She's got an impressive one. Um, so, Sylvia, we're approaching your one year anniversary at CrossFit. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to kind of share your story a little bit. Tell me a little bit about you um, and just your background, like kind of tell us who you are. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for having me, Cody. It's yeah, nice to participate in this. Yeah. Who am I? Um, well, now I'm 58 years old, but a year ago, I was 57 year old woman who had just recently retired. And I call myself semi-retired because I'm not old enough to retire. Yeah. But I found myself at a place at the end of 2020 where, you know, I've been working for 30 plus years and um, had raised my two sons who are well into their 30s and um, worked in financial services, fairly sedentary job, as you well know, um, grew up in the north in uh, Massachusetts and um, was actually born in the islands. But I grew up in Massachusetts and um, just basically um, a woman that just had a lot of responsibilities throughout her life and lots of things to do and not um, probably not enough focus on things that I needed to, to focus in on, like health and fitness. And I, you know, I just um, am that woman that I'm the average woman. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Do you feel like you have a lot of... Uh... Like you see a lot of people that kind of go through that same loop, like they kind of turn into an adult, like start a career, start a family, like they get not like burdened, not in a bad way, but they get burdened with the responsibilities of like being an adult and they kind of put themselves <clears throat> on the back burner. And then 30 years goes by and they realize that they've kind of sacrificed themselves. Like do you see, do you see that a lot? I see it every day. I, I, don't think there's a woman that I've met that's in my age group or approaching my age group or beyond my age group who hasn't lived that lifestyle. You know, the average woman, they, they do what they have to do as young people. And I was also the oldest child mm. in my family. So my mom worked all the time, divorced woman, three kids. So I, I learned young to be responsible, hmm. take care of a lot of people. And I grew up married and did the same thing. And I think you find a lot of women are like that, whether they're the oldest in their family, the youngest is just what women do. Our, um, we spend our time taking care of everything. Right. And probably we always come second on the list to everything else. Hmm. So, um, you know, and then when I decided to retire, I'm like, okay, what now? And what, <laughs> and, and what was the answer you found? Well, it, the answer came in two ways. One, you know, not not wanting to harp on COVID, but I think COVID made me realize, you know, made a lot of us realize how short life can be. You know, nobody ever expected to be in lockdown and people just dying and no one, you know, the government not having a cure, which is what we always used to. So the, the reality of how short life is and is probably what made me really consider retiring that mm. I was working too much for um I always say um when you die you want something on your tombstone and one of the things that I never saw in in when you reflect forward in what I was doing is 
who am I helping with what I do in financial services? It was just like what I've been in for 30 something years and I could not see some great epithet on my tombstone. I helped the board of directors and shareholders make a lot more money. Hmm. It wasn't, wasn't my goal. Um, and with people dropping like flies and in my own family, not from COVID, I started reflecting on how long the longevity of my family on my father's side and my mother's side. Um, they have fairly short lifespans, all my aunts and uncles and grandparents. And you start putting all that together and you're like, are you living life? Or are you just waiting to leave this earth? Hmm. And I decided I needed to start living life and maybe focusing more on myself. Um, my kids were grown and my parents were doing well. So there was nothing stopping me except the job I was in. So I let that go. Right. Hmm. When you think about living for yourself, like what does that mean to you? Well, what it first turned into was, okay, when I finally left the job, which was like the, the week before Thanksgiving 2020, Luckily, you had Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then it's January, and you're like, okay, what are you going to do now? Hmm. Okay, so I said, all right, let's start with step one. Get all this fat off of you. <laughs> okay, so again, my family doesn't live a very long. Um, we pretty much have disease like diabetes, kidney disease, um, and all of the complications that come from the um, from diabetes. Then we have cancer and heart disease. So you name them. We got them all. All the buckets. All the okay. Buckets all the buckets. Okay. And when I say my family does not live long, I'm talking um, right now. If my mom makes it, if when my when? mom makes it another year, she will have outlived every one of her siblings and had lived longer than any of her parents. Wow. How okay, at 75. Wow, okay. okay. I remember when you first joined, you had said that like most of your family's life expectancy was like between 65 to 70, yep. as far as like men and women. Exactly. I mean, the, men, um, the men were like in the late 50s, weren't they? Some of them, late of 50s, them. late 60s, the women, if they're lucky, make it into the their 70s. 70s. Right. Okay. So I said, okay, first thing I'd buy, you know, 30 something years later, I was on um, diabetes medication, high blood pressure medication, and cholesterol medication. So mm. the, tri the triple trip. Yeah, the triple there, through. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Had triple also gone it. through um, surgery for, um, luckily both times they were benign, but um, you know, suspects of sure. cancer. And I'm like, okay, so what are you gonna do about it? So my first focus was get healthy. Yeah. Let me find a way to get some of this weight off of me might give me a fighting chance of yeah. at least getting the diabetes and the blood pressure and the cholesterol on the control. I don't know, might even help the cancer. Right, <laughs> okay. Right. So I just made up my mind to just one day I started working on it and I worked and just kind of built it up and built it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was the weight costing you a year ago? You were, you were kind of afraid of, or you're aware of the risks with your health having, um, some of those chronic diseases in your family, right? Mm -hmm. And you're on some medications. So the weight was costing you like 
potential like longevity risk your health and quality of life how else was it affecting you in the day-to-day well you know secretly i believe that i'm a different person inside yeah i see myself i'm a big traveler i love to travel right even all the years of my sedentary job when i did take vacation which was very seldom um i'd like to go places i like to go to foreign countries and i don't like i'm not the kind of person that wants to sit on the tour bus and ride around i want to get out and explore the streets and see the um the neighborhoods on my own right um but i found through the years because of the weight and um i was you know i was perfectly i would settle for the tour buses and uh, you know not too much walking because you know get exhausted and secretly i wanted to be like the hiker and the biker and the the there was a different person inside of me that i could never be interesting and so i kind of envisioned when i started now that i wasn't working i envisioned when i take trips that i was going to be able to travel the way i wanted to travel Hmm. get out and really see the sights and and not just depend on where the tour bus is going to take you and you know if i go to like one of my husband's things which i would love too is to see like all of the um national parks in the midwest so go to yellowstone and and even we went to the grand canyon oh wow years ago when my sons were younger but we couldn't do the hike i wanted to hike down into the grand canyon Right. But it wasn't something I could even imagine myself doing. Hmm. But I have a secret skinny me inside, a right. physically healthy me yeah. who could do things like that. Yeah. So even though I was older, I, I think somewhere one of my motivations was to bring that me out that hmm. when I travel, I could actually travel the way I want to travel, not just make do because it's the best I could do from a physical activity perspective. Interesting. It's like having the freedom to do what you want to do in places mm-hmm. you go and not be limited by your like fitness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So interesting. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So you had this realization when you retired um, and you started, you said step one, let me just get this weight off or like, sort of being active or walking. Um, how did you find CrossFit Mountain Island? Well, again, I started this, I made the mental decision in January 2021 that Mm -hmm. I needed to get back in gear. Now, I will say this was not my first run at trying to get in, get it. Oh, okay. Interesting. This, that decision was like my third time of trying to get it right. So this was your third time trying to do like a fitness program? Yeah, like committing. Yeah. Interesting. The first two times I lost weight, I physically got fitter because again, I think there's a secret skinny me who wants to be fit. Yeah. But then as soon as I got to a certain point, I left, let the life take back over. The, got the meetings, got the kids, got the whatever to do, and you kind of stop yep. and you fall right back into yep. the patterns. Right. But I think in my mind this time, I felt I could do it because it was no job that yep. was going to suck me right. back in. Right. That I had to let go to going to the gym or going for a walk because I had to get a report out. Right. And again, the kids were grown, so yeah. there was no children to take care of, you know? Hmm. So January, I basically started walking my neighborhood. Yep. And it was funny because I've been in that neighborhood at that time about 14 years. When I first moved there, I had that was my first run at being thin when I had moved in. So I lost some weight and I was more active. I could walk the trails in the neighborhood, yep. which is about four and a half miles. Yep. Without thinking. Yeah. 
January, went out there, nice sunny day, you know, for January. And I was winded. Yeah. I don't think I went two blocks. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe a quarter of a mile or a mile. And I'm like, okay, I used to be able to do this. Yeah, for sure. Like a little wake-up call. Yeah, exactly. So I just... You know, every day I committed that I was going to go for a walk every day and go a little further. Mm-hmm. I also took back over the kitchen. Yeah. I'm married to a good old Southern boy. Yeah. And bless his heart, yep. he loves to cook. Oh, good for him. And because he loves to cook, and years ago I figured out that he liked cooking more than I liked yep. cooking. Give it to him. He liked eating more than I liked eating. Yep. And he had more time than I had. Yeah. He took over the kitchen. Right. So, good old Southern boy has got to be dipped in grease. Oh, yeah. Covered in barbecue sauce. Right up, yeah. Uh-huh. Or have some mayonnaise in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I can relate to that. <laughs> I grew up on bologna sandwiches and mayonnaise. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So, I took back over the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, that was a bit of a challenge. I bet. Because, you know, literally, it was his kitchen. You know? Like everything in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I walk in there in the morning, he hands me a cup of coffee and yeah. he set my breakfast down. Yeah. I didn't cook. Right. I, I cook Thanksgiving and Christmas. He allowed me in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But other than that, it's like I go in the kitchen, open a cabinet. He's like, what are you looking for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just kind of started going to the grocery store and picking up stuff. Like what? And so what, like what kind of stuff changed when you started shopping for your your you guys household yeah well nutrition i was always knowledgeable about nutrition is lack of time so i kind of submitted to whatever he cooked i ate okay i wasn't a complainer i ate whatever he cooked um so the first thing i realized and this is not news to me Mm -hmm. uh, my doctor told me this years ago when i first um had full-blown diabetes and i went to a nutritionist i wasn't eating enough Mm -hmm. Um, I eat too late at night because I literally work all day sure. and not eat, live on coffee, yeah. and then I eat at night. So imagine eating fried chicken or ribs or pork chops yeah. and right. potato salad at night. Yeah. So I wasn't eating enough calories, wasn't eating the right calories. Right. So I you know, started, I one day I said, oh, wait, Wednesdays, I'm going to go to Harris to you. When yeah. it's not crowded, I yeah. have time to browse because I didn't do the shopping because I didn't do the cooking. Of course. So this was like learning all of this yeah, again right wandering around the grocery store going yeah. through my head what i could make okay yeah. so of course you go to is chicken so chicken breasts chicken thighs um bought ground beef because i'm not a big not i'm not ground beef ground turkey yeah because i'm not a big beef eater sure. um picking up yogurt um things like that you yeah. know the, the typical things that you think about buying. I've always been a big vegetable eater, so Good. that was never a problem. So picked up some different vegetables like um, kale and Brussels sprouts. And when I first started, I was in a grocery store like three times a week. Cause yeah. It's overwhelming it's trying lot. to think about it's a lot. what are you going to eat? Like recipes and like how to cook things, what, what right. to put together. Right. Yeah. What to put together. What are you going to eat? You know, and so trying to think about what I was going to eat the whole week was impossible. That's a lot. Yeah. So I used to be in the grocery store like three times a week. <laughs> just, okay, today we're going to eat. I'm going to eat, cook this. Yeah. And then when that was done, I go to the grocery store again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it was just what I had to do if right. I was going to make it work. Of so course. 
I just, again, just practice, practice. I walked and I started shopping and I, we went through the power struggle of, of me course. getting the kitchen back yeah, yeah. and being allowed to use his uh, cooking tools <laughs> without <laughs> allowed, damaging yeah, allowances. <laughs> yeah. He had, and he had some great gadgets that over the years, you know, he's I bought, yeah. and I didn't know how to use them. Like he had a air fryer. Yeah. He has a nice little electric skillet thing yeah. that makes it easy to cook fish mm -hmm. on and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I pull it out. I'm like, hmm. show where's me how man? to use yeah, where's this. Where's the manual? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you want to cook? I'm like, no, 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 no. just show me how <laughs> yeah. to use this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> These tools. Exactly. So... So, um, yeah, so that's how I started. And I just kept at it and um, being more conscious of what I was eating, um, trying to eat like on a regular schedule, sure. which again, because I wasn't working, became a yeah. lot easier yeah. and making sure I walked every day. Um, I had a Fitbit that I'd had for two years. And, yeah. and you know, you always see my I Fitbit. I know, it's unreasonable. Yeah, always. <laughs> um, now... I would say just before I stopped working, I pulled out the Fitbit and decided to try to set it up. Yeah. Okay. Right. My excuse before was it was just another thing to take up space on my old right. Android well, that yeah, didn't yeah. have any space on it anyways. So huh. I finally pulled out that Fitbit that was two years old at that time and set it up yep. just before I stopped working. And I put it on my wrist. And here's the joke with the Fitbit. I had been sitting at my desk. Now, when I sit down to work, Cody. You mm -hmm. have to imagine. I'd go to get into work somewhere around eight o'clock in the yeah. morning. Meetings typically start by eight thirty, and you're either on the phone, on the keyboard, um, because I have staff in Rhode Island sure. and staff here, so I'll be in the office down here before COVID, or the office up in Rhode Island. So flying back and sure. forth didn't yeah, help either. A lot, yeah. um, that job, seven years I worked it. I put on 40 pounds in that seven years. Wow. Okay. Um, just the lifestyle of all of that traveling. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, what are it, some things you can think about that lifestyle of like the career driven traveling a lot? Like if you can look back and just imagine, like, what do you think some of the things were in that lifestyle that caused you to gain that 40 pounds? Cause I think that's really common. But I think a lot of people might not realize that they're doing those things and that those things are having effects. Mm -hmm. So when I took that job seven years ago, I had just finished my second run at losing weight. Interesting. Okay. So, the, the first two times were those like self-driven, like you kind of did it by yourself? Well, they were, well, self-motivated. But the first time, which was when I turned 40 and my doctor told me my blood sugar, literally I was at work feeling like I was going to pass out every yeah, day. Yeah, right having to pull over the car to side of the road to throw up. Wow. Okay. And I didn't know what was wrong with me, but guess what? I didn't have time to go. No, yeah, too busy. I, I'm too busy. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I finally found a minute to run to the doctor. He did some blood work, said he'd call me. And um, I think it was the same day I had a board meeting I had to attend. This is the first time um, that I started working on losing weight. I was in the board meeting. Um, my assistant came to get me out of the board meeting yeah. and to interrupt the board meeting. That's wow, a, big it's a pretty deal. big deal. Yeah. Um, she's like, it's an emergency. And I had to excuse myself. Basically my doctor told her he didn't care where I was to find me. 
Wow. And he didn't know how I was still walking. Wow. My blood sugar was over 600. Wow. And my blood count was below nine. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. So I was anemic. Yeah. And my glucose was just the out roof, of, yeah. off, off the chart. He didn't know how I was still walking. What he wanted me to do was go to the hospital. Really? What I compromised doing, because I had a board meeting yeah. to get back to. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> was he called in a script for me and basically told me to take two tablets and I get a glucose monitor. Yeah. And if my blood sugar hadn't started declining by that evening to go to the hospital. Okay. Hmm. So it's a big day. Yes, it was. So after the board meeting, I, yeah. board <laughs> I mean, I could have stroked out. I could yeah. have, I could have, you know, just dropped dead. Right. Okay. So that's when you know I finally got back in. He got me on a regiment. My blood sugar went down a bit. Yeah. Not what he asked it to get down to, but right. I was like, compromise. I'm, I'm going to see him tomorrow, yeah. so we'll be fine. I'm not going to the hospital. Right. Okay. That's fear that they would admit me, of course. Sure. <laughs> so went back to see him. He put me on this regime. First, he actually wanted to put me on insulin, and yeah. I refused. Yeah. So he, you know, basically mandated I take like it's like, and I don't know if you know what glucophage looks like, which was the predecessor to metformin. Okay. They're like giant horse tablets, really? and I had to take. I think I was taking over two thousand milligram a day. Wow. Um, and then he wanted to see me like every week to see yeah. if it was actually helping. Yeah. Okay. And that's when he sent me to a nutritionist and all of that. And I made myself start walking in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Then I went to join the Y. Um, and this is a person who never been to a gym yeah. at 40 joining the Y. Yeah. And happens a lot of that. Never used a treadmill. Yeah. And Maybe the second time on, it fell off the back because oh, I stopped no. walking. I was tired. <laughs> and it's treadmill for me. Kicked you so, off. Yeah, yeah, I digress. But yeah, so, but, you know, I worked hard at it and I found a way to fit it in yeah. because basically he said, I'm going to kill myself if yeah, I don't, you don't right? do better. And um, then a year of that, I did lose. At that time, I was the highest weight, 265 pounds. Mm. Now hmm. I'm only five four. Yep. Two hundred and sixty five pounds. That's some weight. That's a lot of weight on a five four person. And it was all fat with no muscle involved. Because <laughs> <laughs> before that the word exercise never yeah, crossed my mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um by the time I finished that year, I was down to about one seventy five. Wow. Because if wow. nothing else, I'm a type A. When I commit, you I commit. commit. It's happening. Okay. That's the value of being a type A and a bit of obsessive compulsive. Yeah. So I committed. I joined the Y. Once I got my C legs at the Y, I actually signed up for a personal trainer at the Y. Right. And a year later, I had lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Moved south, moved to North Carolina, and fell right back into the old pattern the work life the stress work. what are some of the if you can identify like what are some things that you think directly led to like the weight gain um again it was the got it you know new job 
So the value of being in one job for a long time is that you do kind of figure out how to make yeah. some how things make things work yeah. once you commit to it. Yeah. New job, you gotta like get into it. You gotta show them that they hired the right person. Prove this yourself, is where the type A works against yeah. you. So got into that constant, got to get it done, got to get it done quicker than they need it, have to be perfect. Performance. And yeah. so what 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 I let go is finding time to walk the neighborhood, which was the only exercise. I didn't, when I moved here, I didn't even join a gym. Really? I just was just walking the neighborhood because in my mind, I could do it. Yeah. I learned, I've learned. Yeah. But I fell right back into the same old habits, getting home late, so too dark to walk. I didn't have a treadmill. Yeah. Um, not eating all day, yep. not even bringing, you know, snacks with me to eat. So eating when I got home at night. Yep. So I fell right back into the same patterns that I thought a year later I'd let go. Yeah. Right. Okay? And so you start ting, 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 ting. The weight starts just ticking back up. Yeah. I thank the Lord. I never hit 265 again, but yeah. trust me, I always went right back over 200. Yeah. Right. Second time it was the same thing. I was, um, Working, traveling for my job, um, working in Atlanta, scale had gotten up there again. Um, what's that? Yeah, feeling not feeling great. Um, but I said, okay, I'm gonna try. It was no health scare that time. I was just like knew I had done put yeah. on too much weight. Right. I was working in Atlanta. The gym was right next door to where I was working, yeah. so I just went and joined. Yeah. And just went every day and I managed, I think I was probably near 220 again. Yeah. I managed to get back down to like 185. Okay. Then I changed jobs. Mm -hmm. And guess what did I do? I fell right back into the same pattern. Interesting. Okay. Put the eating habits aside. I first started there at the new job. That was, again, seven, eight, yep. seven, eight years ago. Um, I just finished my second attempt at losing weight, used to bring my little snacks to yeah. work, had my lunch, prepared, ate my breakfast, um, made sure I had dinner. Yeah. Then it was, then I was traveling a lot. So it was now you go from doing that to, I didn't got time. No. Then you're on the road. So you're like, well, you're Whatever eating at restaurants, yeah, right. you're picking up something. If you stay at a Marriott, mm -hmm. at least they have a little coffee bar or yeah. something so you just like grab, whatever, they grab have. whatever you have and just make two yeah um always thinking well you're making the healthier okay, choice yeah. of what you had to choose sure from. but it still didn't stop the weight from creeping up creeping up creeping up even when i was um that seven years rhode island between rhode island and charlotte I try to make an effort to walk. I yeah. stay at the hotel furthest from the job sure. and walk to the walk hotel to, yeah. and walk back. Right. But that little bit of effort, yeah. one of the things I've learned over the years, my body can hold on to weight. Hmm. Partly because I don't eat enough. Sure. And then add the sedentary sure. lifestyle. And I think my body's gotten used to that. Yeah. So because I wasn't feeding it, it held on to everything. Yeah. Fell right back into it because I wasn't eating regular. Um, became more of a challenge up there, especially in the cold. The yeah, winters but, up there, yeah, that staying there. at the far hotel doesn't work, so you no. wanted to stay at the hotel closest. Yeah, right. And so then the walking started getting limited and all of that. So, 
And I was up in Rhode Island probably working for two years before we opened our office down here. Really? So I was up there more than I was down here. Mm. So I was living out in restaurants and, you know, Travel. exactly. So it's very easy to slip right back. And before you know it, it's been like, you know, six months to a year. And it's like, where'd that 30 pounds come from? Exactly. And you wake so, up and realize exactly. it. Exactly. And I said I put on 40 pounds working at that job for seven years, but I probably put on the 40 in the first three. Really? And then just kind of stayed Hailed there. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, also learn to avoid the scale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That scale went from the bathroom to the closet. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and the clothes, you know, you know, you're putting on weight and you just suck it up and you go and buy the next size up. Yep. Um, and then that size stopped fitting and you go buy the next size up and you're, you're back to like a size, you know, 16 and you're like, what, what, happened? I, what happened? Yeah. But you just put it out of your mind and keep moving. Yeah. Before you, you just adapt and adjust uh -huh. and you're, this is your normal now. Exactly. So that was my second attempt. Then found myself, like I said, retired. Yeah. And it was like I was pushing the 16. Yeah. It's like, okay. This isn't working. This ain't working. And like I said, I had a series of deaths in my family, COVID. I was like, no, nah, we're not. Yeah. We're not doing this anymore. Hmm. We're not doing this anymore. And, you know, maybe this is the third time it's a charm. Right. Seems um, like I've actually gotten, I think I've lost more weight than I ever have in all my other attempts. Yeah. But not only have I lost more weight, I am truly stronger. Interesting. How do you see that? Like, so what are some of the things that you've noticed about yourself having done CrossFit for a year now um, with a personal trainer? that you didn't notice the first couple times that you tried this? Okay, so I'm going to go to January, walking, trying to eat yeah, right. Yeah, please. I got to May. And May, by May, I was like 219. I still remember when you called me. I was yeah. on my porch at my old house, and you were like, Cody, hitting a plateau. Like, I, I need something's going to work. <laughs> what I'm doing now is not working. Can you help me? I think so. <laughs> but you were like, I need to see results because I can't hit a plateau. I got to get right past this. I remember yeah, exactly, that. I remember exactly. That so, you know, January, February, March, April, I was losing weight. Yeah. I was 219. Yeah. And when you did my first weigh in, I, like you said, I called you because I'm like, I'm stuck. Yeah. And I'm going through my head. What am I going to do mm -hmm. to get unstuck? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, do I work or I can join? I know I don't do just gyms where you just go in and use machines. Thing, yeah. I know I need classes because I do find some sense of motivation if somebody is showing me what to do and I'm trying to keep up. Sure. Um, I know if you just use the machines, me personally, if you go into a gym like a Planet Fitness, you just, as soon as you get tired, you walk out. Yeah, for sure. You're done. Okay. Yeah. And that was not going to work. But then I started thinking about the why yeah. and the years of taking classes at the Y. And, you know, the girls have their routines, yeah. whoever the trainer is, the same girls, mostly women, but they have their routines. It's the same routine every day, sure. every time. And even with that, my body adjusts. My mm -hmm. body knows how to adjust. Yeah, yeah. I could go every three days, five days, six days, and I will stop yeah. losing weight. Hmm. So I said, I need something that's going to be different. And this time, knowing in my head that it's not just about the losing the weight, I want to be 
physically stronger. I want to be able to hike up a hill. Yeah. I want to be able to do the things that I envision myself doing. That secret skinny me thing yeah, yeah, yeah. she can do. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I don't think the Y is going to cut it, hmm. you know? Yeah. And I started Googling different kinds of workouts sure. and things. And, you know, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, what, you know, what are some of the other options? You know, there's kickboxing yeah. and oh, yeah. things like that. And I'm like, you know, I read up on CrossFit and it's, you know, sounded like it, it was trying to engage all kinds mm-hmm. of activities. Yeah. And then I'm like looking for where's a CrossFit gym? Because the other thing too, I've learned, it can't be far. Yeah. Okay. If I have to roll out of my bed in the cold and mm-hmm. drive for an hour, I may not, not get happening. there. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> okay. yeah. So you, your gym is up the, the road from me. And I'm like, okay. Let me see what lies he's going to tell me. <laughs> How quickly he could help me lose weight. Of course, yeah. Trust me, if you had lied to me, yeah. you wouldn't have seen me. I believe it. Because anyone that tells me I could lose 30 pounds in three months and this and that, I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Trying to sell me something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you came across as a nice guy. And, you know, I came in and, you know, you kind of showed me what it was all about. And I'm like, I definitely have never done this. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> so, is different. This is different. I want it different. It's definitely different. Right. And it was not a bunch of equipment. It was like really about using your own body to yeah. make yourself stronger. Okay. You guys use some equipment, but it's not a lot. Yeah. No. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. See how it works. And, you know, it's, it was challenging. The first couple of weeks, I was like, what the hell did I get myself yeah, into? Yeah, right. I'm like, this might be a bit much. You can go <laughs> for this. Trust me, the devil the was doubt. in my mind. Oh, yeah. Trying to talk me out of it, saying, yeah. you too old for this. This is for young people. Right. You're not trying to be a bodybuilder, right. gymnast. You don't need to be doing all of this. This right. is way too much. But the other side of my body was saying, Sylvia, You've tried a lot of other things. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. And I just kept coming every morning. Mm -hmm. Again, the type A kicked in. I'm going to do this. I'm committed. I'm going to do it. And I've been, you know, I started seeing, I had plateaued before I came. The scale started moving. But beyond the scale moving, I truly, I think within a month, started feeling better what does that mean i didn't feel tired all the time i didn't Mm. feel sluggish all the time i could leave here and feel like i had energy just start recording it stopped Mm -hmm. itself so you said that okay so we'll we'll, we'll pick up up where you left off so you said that you know, you had the devil in your mind saying like, you're too, this is, this is for young people. This isn't for you. But then the other side of you said like, no, give it a try, stick with it, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then you said that after about a month, you started feeling like you, like the scale was moving. You kind of broke through your plateau that you'd hit before you came in. But more than the scale, you started feeling better. Better. I actually physically started feeling better. I started feeling like I had more energy when yeah. I, you know, when I left, first left here, I would be like, oh, my God. But after about a month, I'm like, I'd leave here and I felt like I could go and do other things. Right, right. Um, And you guys are like 
really motivating too. You know, I had Megan, I had you, I had Noel. Mm -hmm. And not only, you know, were you telling me about, you know, showing me the exercises, teaching me and spending an hour with me, but you also talking through with me what I was eating and trying to help me understand looking at the proteins and the fats and the, the carbs and trying to, you know, question what I was eating and, you know, kind of that was your routine. Okay, what are you planning on eating this week? Yeah. And things like that, which helped me think more about what I was going to eat, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't just trying to do it all by myself yeah. in my head. Right, right, you right. You know, Megan was great about talking about food prep and, and the well. Yeah. <clears throat> and you were always telling me about the proteins mm-hmm. and trying to get more protein and trying to get my, my calories up and getting me to track my calories more yeah. consistently. All of those things were like I was trying to do it by myself in my head. Yeah. So the difference is I'd go to a personal trainer like years ago and they would just be, here's the exercises, you yeah. do the exercises and you leave. For sure. That's it. Yeah. It wasn't, and what did you plan to do the rest of this week? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Which like you guys always ask me, what is your plan for the rest <laughs> of the week? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, so it was you guys not only challenged me here, but you challenged me to think about how I was spending mm-hmm. my week, how, what I was going to eat. And that's a big difference between I see here. And I can't say all CrossFit sure. do it because you're the first one I've ever been to. Right. But I know in my other experience with personal training, those, that, that, those topics never came up. Interesting. Never came up. Hmm. So I took care of my eating habits by myself. They right. took care of my exercise with me when I showed up. Right, right. Okay. Right. Um, it was a different experience. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. I, I feel like I have a team of people pushing me along, That's the goal. pulling me along, yeah, yeah, yeah. encouraging me along, yeah. you know, on the days where I'm like, Ugh. you know, yeah. you guys always put a little pep in my step when I leave here. Okay. And that's the difference. That yeah. is truly the difference. I, I think, and it's a, I think it's a difference to why I, I don't think I've ever missed a day. No, I've no. never seen you cancel no. session. No. If I've had to move a, a, a training around yeah. because of something, but I don't think I've ever missed a session. I've never seen you miss one. I'm like, I know it works. Yep. And I know it works not just because I'm coming here, but because it also gives me that motivation after I leave here. And right. Things to think about during the week. You know? So it's like almost bleeding into your, into your life outside of the gym. Exactly. Influencing exactly. it. Exactly. So I see... I see someday the skinny me is going to actually get to hike Hell yeah, in a is. national park. Oh yeah, just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. What are what are some things that you've seen like improve in your life outside of the gym from your workout program here? Um, just you know, like I know you mentioned like you're now you're thinking about your nutrition more. You're thinking about your diet more. You're thinking more about what you're eating because it's not just like work out and leave. It's mm. more in-depth conversations right mm-hmm. but i think noelle mentioned the other day like that you had uh, told her a story that you were at home like changing on a screw under the table or doing oh something. Yeah, yeah 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 so 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 yeah so like the examples funny thing like is, that if you had said to me like in this last year yeah i have hung my own curtains yeah okay i had this Hanging curtains used to be, I pick out the curtains, yeah. I put them on the rod, and my husband gets up on the ladder. Yeah. Because I was always afraid of falling. Sure. Reasonable. Okay. And it's not just that I'm lighter. I just feel stronger that I could actually physically get up on the ladder yeah. and not lose my balance. Right. Um, I don't call them to get the stuff out of the top cabinets anymore. Yeah. I get up there yeah. and get the stuff out of the <laughs> cabinets. Okay. Hell, I was in the shower 
uh, like cleaning the shower stall. Yeah. Um, so there's the upstairs in one of my bathrooms. There's a tub and a shower. Um, I climbed up on the ledge of the tub and I was reaching up there, scrubbing up, up around the top of the, 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 the tile. Something I would have told my husband, you need to do that for me. Yeah, but I can't right, reach that. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, my parents' dishwasher conked out. Uh-oh. Um, and between my dad and my husband, that would have been their thing. Yeah. My husband didn't bring his glasses with him, so he couldn't physically see the little tiny screws that bolt the dishwasher yeah, onto yeah. the counter. And my dad can't get down sure. there. I got down there. I was oh, like yeah. down there on the floor, unscrewing <laughs> that, you know, that whole bending on yeah. the floor, trying to screw. Yeah. That, like, people would take that for granted. That oh, is not sure. something I would have done a year Yeah, ago. 100%. Okay. Not only did I get the screw out, then I'm pulling out the dishwasher. Right, 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 okay? right. That would have been me observing the process. Yeah, okay? watching from afar. <laughs> exactly. I was like, just what? Give me the screwdriver. No, I, can I, yeah. I physically could see it, and now I physically can get down there. Yeah. I upset my husband because I was getting an, interfering with his landscaping this spring. Uh-oh. Okay. Typically, he'll get his mulch and he'll do all that. Sure. And I was like, I'll help you. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, now you took over the kitchen. kitchen now you're messing you with my landscaping. <laughs> but we had to go get. He likes to get these bags of mulch. So we had to get 50 bags of mulch. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. And we got him in the trailer at Lowe's. And then we got him here. And I'm here. He's going through all these motions about getting this, uh, the, the, the lawn, the lawn tractor, putting the cart on so we could load him in the cart to take him down, to drive him down on. And I'm like, what do we need to do all that for? I picked up the bag, threw it yeah. over my shoulder, and I started walking down the driveway. <laughs> and he's like, he got so fed up watching me, he went in the house. No way. I carried 50 bags of mulch. Dang. Okay, them big old bags yeah. down the driveway to Hell stack yeah. them on the back patio. And he, he he's like, and I did in less than now. Yeah. Then I went walking. <laughs> Damn. Caught him, by, caught him by surprise. Yeah. Yeah, he was like. Who's, where'd my wife go? Who are you? <laughs> exactly. Where's the woman who just watches me? Yeah, and yeah, stuff, spectates, you know? right? Yeah. So it's like, and I never was good at spectating because yeah. I couldn't help. I just go in the house. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, okay, what are we going to do I'm, next? Count me in, put me in, coach. <laughs> exactly. So he's like, <laughs> it sounds like you're getting like your freedom back. Exactly. Again, there's a me who wants to do those things, and it was a me who could never do those yeah. things. Lift a bag of mulch. <laughs> Yeah. Just lifting it out of the bed of the truck. Right, please. right, right. Yeah. And then carrying it. And my driveway is long. Really? Okay. I'm going downhill. Walking then I'm coming up. back yeah. uphill to get the next bag. Yeah. And if I could have figured out a way, I think I could have carried two. I just couldn't figure out how to get two yeah, up. Yeah, on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I did it. And that was something that, and I thought, you know, I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to take me. Once he went inside, I'm like, okay, what did I get? <laughs> I'm like, so you could do this? Yeah. And it took me less than an hour. Wow. Less than Hell an hour. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would not have been me. No. No. No, for sure. No. So can't say now that I don't still plateau. Of course. Um, we all do. do. Do I have opportunities where I lose track and start, like, my calories start dipping? See, that's another thing I want to explain. People think everybody who's really fat is like this big overeater and sure. you know we gobble down 
gallons and gallons of soda and mm -hmm. junk food. I have never been a big junk food person. Really? I have never been a big soda person. It is being sedentary and truly not eating enough food. Interesting. And I guess in my DNA, my body composition turns that into, okay, we got to store everything mm -hmm. that she does take in. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, I have my days I backslide in the don't eat enough calories, don't eat enough protein. Last month was not the best month, April. I, I think I lost less than a pound. Yeah. Okay. And I give it my all. Yeah. I, I, you, log, you work hard in here. Yeah. I log 40 miles a week. Really? Just okay. Activity. For, for walking. Yeah. And, and just walking, come here three times a week. And I still have day, months that I've plateaued. Yeah. But I think what I've realized is that I could plateau. And I still feel damn good. Hell yeah, you do. I mean, you're okay. getting stronger and fitter, and it's like. And I'm like, so the scale may not be moving, but I'm not. I I've like, okay, I have my moment. Don't don't think I don't. Of course. But then I'm like, I'm over that. Let's move on. Yeah, just keep okay. getting fitter, keep getting back on track. Exactly, exactly. And so that's kind of. I'm hoping a year later, that, and technically it's a year from coming here, but it's about a year and what, six months from yeah, when from I really starting. started. Yeah. So this is probably the longest I've stuck to it, too. Hmm. And, you know, I I don't see any changes in the foreseeable future because it's, this is not a one and done. Yeah. It is how you have to live, at least how I have to live. I think you're spot on with that. It's like it has mm -hmm. to be a lifestyle. It has mm -hmm. to be a almost like an identity shift mm -hmm. to a degree, which... It's how you grow, but I've never seen someone come into like something like this, you know, almost 10 years into it and do it for a few months and then leave and maintain success. Like it has to be a lifestyle that they adopt and they grow into and they learn from. And it's like the fact, I think something you alluded to earlier is the fact that it's, it's expanded into your life outside of here. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that roots you into success because it's not something that you can just drop. Because now it, because you, you said you had a friend in town recently yeah, and yeah, you yeah. noticed a change in how you yeah, perceived yeah. your experience. Yeah. So I'll speak a little on that. About a week ago, a friend gave, gave me, came to visit and this is right after my, my body in. So I yeah, hadn't yeah, lost any weight. Yeah. I said, okay, got to pick up my game, sure. pick up those uh, proteins and get yeah. the calorie count sure. back to where it needed to be. Friend came into town. She and I visited with each other from since our husband passed like over 10 years ago now. We take turns visiting each other and she's a wine person. I'm a wine person. Yeah. So, you know, years of we sit, we sip and we talk and we don't do much of anything. You know, we do a lot of the snacking. I would say like cheeses and, yeah. you know, lunch meat and stuff Things like that. Things that go that. with wine. Yeah. yeah. Charcuterie stuff. Exactly. And she came in and I'm like. It was like a real reaction to see, to, in my mind, how different we were now. Hmm. I said she got more sedentary. Then I said, no, you got more active. Yeah. But the bottom line is I didn't do well with the eating part, but I kept the the exercise part. Yes, yeah, right. I didn't miss a day of my three days of workout. Yeah. Didn't miss. I just told her, look, I got to go to my, yeah, my class. Bit, yeah. I'll be back in time for us to have breakfast yeah. and then 
she we sit up late at night talking as soon as she went to bed i ran downstairs and got on the treadmill yeah i was on the treadmill like 11 o'clock at night doing my 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 miles because i'm like i can't miss my steps yeah so i said i said that was a true test to me that i just didn't let everything go yeah and i even moderated i used to be able to match her like two to one you know or glass glass for glass and now it was like she was drinking two and i kept hold of one the entire evening yeah i just sipped on it it's funny years ago when my boy started college i said now i ain't a fool i know you're gonna drink yeah I said, but here's the secret to keeping up with your buddies. Yeah. You get one glass and you hold on to it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just hold on to it. You sip a little and you hold on to it. As long right. as you got a drink in your hand, ain't nobody yeah, going to offer you another one. Right. Right. Okay? Right. Yeah. And I used the same approach. Really? I kept the drink in my hand and just sip, sipped a little and she was just steady pouring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was that. It was. Like a year ago or even six months ago, you probably would have, you said, like kept up with her on the alcohol. Right. But then it wasn't like a. It didn't sound like it was like a, a guilt thing. It was more of like a lack of desire. Like you didn't want to drink a lot yeah. because you knew how it was going to affect your routine. Exactly. It's like, it wasn't, it was like, I love wine. I still yeah, love wine. But I'm like, I can't drink all this wine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, cause now that your lifestyle's changed in the way that you, yeah, you, you have your class on Friday nights, you look forward mm-hmm. to that. And like that fulfills your desire. Mm-hmm. Now to drink an excess of that was almost like unappealing to you. Exactly. By Thursday, I was done. I was yeah. like, I can't have any more. <laughs> no, I couldn't even keep the, hold the glass in my hand that evening. I'm like, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. I got my water. I'm good. Yeah, you have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go ahead and enjoy yourself. <laughs> right. Which is a testament to, like you said, like the fact that this isn't like, the, if this is the longest you've stuck with something, but it's also why you're not worried about a pound of weight loss in a month versus maybe a goal of three or four, because like, it sounds like you're confident in the fact that this is like a lifestyle thing for you now, mm-hmm. because part of your identity now is, it's affecting your life outside of the gym. Like it's not just a box you check three times a week. It's a, well, I'm going to choose to, you know, moderate myself on my wine consumption, have my water. I'm going to choose to have dinner after we leave the winery mm-hmm. versus snacking all day. I'm going to choose to help my husband move the, these bags of mulch. Cause like, that's just part of your identity. Exactly. Exactly. I am becoming the inside me is coming on the outside now. Heck okay. Yeah. Um, I've even, like readjusted my friends. Mm, that's I have one. I have friends who hanging out one. is eating and sitting yep. and maybe drinking wine. I don't drink much more than wine. Sure. And then I have a just a tiny sliver of friends that actually like to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm spending more of my time with the friends who actually like do to stuff. do stuff. Like I have one girlfriend that she's up for a good walk, yeah. you know. Um, at least once or twice a month. Yeah. And so we've been doing the trails and now I'm trying to convince her to go hiking, like, yeah. like for, go, go further like out yeah. and go real hiking. But when we hit some of these trails, they're good for Those trails eight, imagery are legit. eight to 10 miles yeah. trails. And we, we are able to walk them wow. and, and she keeps up and I keep up and we have a good time. Yeah. And, and that's fun to me. That's yeah. fun. Fun. That is actually fun to me. I I don't mind sweating. I like sweating. Yeah, you feel alive after. Yeah, you? exactly. I like sweating. I like being outdoors, and I find it fun. And I'm just trying to find more people who like that kind of fun. It's so funny that you, so you just mentioned earlier that you're like you know you're 58 now, and 
I've had this conversation with you now at 58. I had that conversation last week with a girl that's 18, 19, and then a conversation with a girl that's 25, 26, like last week as well. It's this idea that surrounding yourself with people who also have interests and values that align with the person that you want to be, like being active, going on walks, like mm-hmm. exercising, going to the gym, because people are like magnets and it's not the people that don't do the things are bad. It's just, they have different interests in their life, mm-hmm. but those interests culminate who they are as people and their health and their lifestyle. And whoever, who we spend our time with kind of gravitates and pulls us with them. Whereas mm-hmm. like you can go in two directions, you know, in your health, it can be better or worse. Generally, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't stand still. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that are going to pull you into a better direction, that's a uh, people worth having around, yeah. you know, yeah. pursuing. And just trying to find more people like that to, you know, associate with. Yeah. You know. So you can have the social component, but also in a way that's not going to like be sitting around food and alcohol, like exactly. most of us. Exactly. Exactly. Tend to fall into. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll never get to convince my husband to do any of that stuff, but it is what it is. That's life. Uh huh. It is life. <laughs> Slow and steady. I'll be happy if he just goes bike riding a couple times yeah. this year with me, this yeah. summer with me. That's a good goal. <laughs> Takes time. You leave in the front. Yeah. What um? What do you feel like? I've got so many questions I want to ask you. Um, what would you say to someone that is thinking about trying CrossFit, but they're not sure, or even just getting healthy, but they feel like now is not the best time because of all the things to keep them busy? Guess what? You'll never find a good time. Life will get in the way of living. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a funny way to put it, hmm, but life will really get in though. the way of living. And I was one of those people. You never find time. It's always, I don't have time now. I'll find time later. And later just never seems to come because you will never find time. Okay. Uh, again, mm-hmm. this is maybe my best attempt, but it's not my first attempt. You have to make time. You do things for your family. You do things, you know, to make sure you're able to provide. You won't be able to provide when you're six feet under. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I don't care if I ever get down to a size four. I don't care Mm -hmm. if I can climb, you know, Mount McKinley, okay? But I do care that I actually am on this earth for as long as God meant me to be here. Mm -hmm. And I, people don't realize all the things that get in the way of you getting yourself healthy is those things that you're working so hard for, you will not be here Hmm. to keep providing if you don't pay attention. The doctors can't cure years of fat building around your heart, years of arthritis building in your knees and ankles that prevent you from being able to be more mobile when you get old. They can give you a lot of pills, but they can't cure any of that. And no one can bring you back once you're gone. So if if nothing but getting healthy gives you this many more years with your children, with your wife, with your your friends, your family, that is actually what you're living for. And you can't let everything else be more important than trying to stay on, stay as healthy as you can so you can stay on this earth with these people that you're doing all this stuff for Hmm. as long as you can. And again, I have had relatives, uncle die at 50. Another uncle die, who told me he was going to retire at 65. We buried him on his 65th birthday. 
My aunt just passed away. Her funeral is on Friday. She was 67. Wow. Okay. My dad, my biological dad, 68. They all planned that, you know, they got to work hard. They got to take care of everything and then they'll take care of themselves later. They didn't. There was no later. Later's not guaranteed. Exactly. So you can't let your life get a, get in the way of living. It okay. It, and it will. And, you know, to the younger you know, women that you're talking to now, I wish somebody told me when I was 18 that getting and staying healthy was the most important thing I could do for myself. Hmm. Okay. Just was never programmed that way. Because when you're 18, you have a, a better fighting chance of doing it than at 57. Right. <laughs> okay. But imagine being 18 and you're on the verge of, you know, you're going to go to college or you got that first job and you're having fun. But being able to set that mindset from then. That foundation. Yes. You don't have to dig yourself out of a hole. Exactly. And you teach it to your children at the point you have children mm. and stuff. And I will say this. If nothing else, I always knew that my lifestyle wasn't healthy. So I taught my children to be yeah. healthy. They learn good eating habits. They learn to exercise every right. day, to participate in activities, very outdoorsy kind of kids. I don't know. I'm like, see, they have the secret me yeah. came out in there. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. It's in their genes. Um, exactly. It was in their genes. Um, but I wish somebody had taught me this when I was younger. I wouldn't have spent the, the most of my life, all my life, fighting something that should never have been a fight. Hmm. And learning to appreciate time for yourself. If nothing else... Spending time getting healthy teaches you to appreciate having time for yourself. That makes you a better person. I'm my husband tell you I'm much nicer to be around. <laughs> I bet. I bet. He's like, who's this woman? Yeah, this ain't so bad. <laughs> this ain't so bad. Yeah. He actually is like, now he doesn't care. I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. He doesn't. He's like. You want me to pull out the car? So like warm it up for when I have to go to the gym. Yeah, go to the I'm group. like, I'm not a bad person to be around. Okay, I'm not mean stress all out. the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I'm not grouchy all the time. You're doing more things for yourself. Exactly. I don't have to call him for everything I need done. Yeah. A little more independent, <laughs> a little more freedom. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I won't say I'm perfect yet. I might even look a little bit more like the woman he married. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I think we could all strive for that as we get older. Like, yeah. It sounds like you're getting younger. Yeah, I'm getting, I, I feel like I am. Yeah. I feel like I am. And the doctor says, I'm doing great. She's well impressed. Really? Cut all my medications in half. Hell yeah. And I'm Hell hoping yeah. that eventually I can maybe awesome. get off of them. Oh, I believe it. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. So I'm a new person. Everyone needs to figure out that they've got to appreciate the life they have on this earth. It's interesting even what you said with the, the living, like um, not letting life get in the way of living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's what the people can lose sight of and mm -hmm. they miss an opportunity to do themselves a big favor as they get older. Mm -hmm. We all get older. Mm -hmm. They do. Uh, it's it's unfortunate and I don't know. We, we get too caught up on, well, I got a pill for that. I got a pill yep. for this. So I'll be all right. Yep. No. It's not you're managing no. symptoms. You're not fixing problems. No, no. And I, I don't. I know. I told you at one point. I think between eating better and more, you know, balancing those 
those um, um, my nutritional intake. I honestly started feeling my at a certain point my stomach started feeling bad all the time, mm-hmm. and that's when my doctor cut the medicine. I, I think the medicine I had gotten to a point where I was compensating for all much. the medicine I needed, yeah. so the medicine was actually making me feel sicker. I bet. Mm-hmm. I believe that, which is mm-hmm. a, that in itself is, is a signal. It's like mm-hmm. medicine making you feel sick, like mm-hmm. is a testament to why we should strive to not be on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's value and there's, mm-hmm. there's a place for medicine and doctors and drugs. Like we have to have them and they're important. And they're so important, but it's, it's this pattern now of like lifestyle factors leading to chronic disease that leads to medication just to exist and live. It's like, that's mm-hmm. where we're, that's, that, that wasn't the purpose of medicine or doctors. Exactly. Like they're there to help us with emergencies and trauma. And like when things like COVID happened and people are sick and they needed hospital beds, but the hospital's overwhelmed with people that are just metabolically diseased because of their lifestyle, because we're being sedentary in their diet, that the physicians can't handle the volume. Like that's a sign that maybe we've gotten off course. Exactly. Exactly. It is. It is. So, you know, again, I'm hoping that, no, I am confident that this time I'm making it because I've gotten so much further. I'm so much stronger than I used to be. Um, I think going to the gym will always be part of my lifestyle because I've learned when I'm not engaged and think I get magically just keep up yeah. routines on my own that's just not me it's yeah. it's not others may be able to do it but i need that mm-hmm. motivation i've not met someone that, yet that they can do it by themselves mm-hmm. long term mm-hmm. myself included like i need this place to come to every day yep. if i didn't i would be i'd have a lot harder time yeah even the post that you guys do like yesterday was what's your goal for the week yeah now i may not answer but i mentally answer yeah <laughs> okay that's fine that's why it's there <laughs> and then at the end of the week okay what do you what's well, well, your accomplishment well. i'm not a social media like okay. post person but i'll answer it in my head Good. and i'm like even that stuff is like and the difference is this because i actually know you guys is not just some earthy old thing that somebody's yeah, out there right. asking me to participate in I actually know the people who are posting it. Right. So I know that there are other people out there. I know who you are. I know who Noel is and everyone, you know, I know the names. I may not know all the faces, but I'm like, I feel like it's, I'm actually part of a real community, not some such online thing that you don't really know who yeah. you're talking to. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's more meaningful. It's more meaningful. It's more meaningful. And trust me, I walk in and the young lady that's always doing the handstands over here. What's her name? Gabby. Now? Yeah, I'm like, stop that. (laughs) (laughs) I may not never be Gabby, but I'm like, I Gabby inspires me. That's cool. (laughs) That's cool. Hell yeah. Now, when I was Gabby 